Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. This is a little podcast that I like to put together here in this part of the universe where I like to talk about all things investing, where I share with you some of my perspectives and takes about what's going on in the market, what's going on in the stock market, as well as observations and perspectives from other people about what they're seeing going on in the stock market. Finally, one of the things I like to do here is I like to share with you some of my own thought processes that I put into when I make uh, my own investment decisions. The goal here is really just to for you to kind of hopefully take maybe some, some ideas, take some nuggets of information and bring them back into helping you frame your own investment decisions. My name is Amon Reina and I'm an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I do is I try to help people who want to become more financially independent. Problem is when people, you know, talk about becoming financially independent or getting into investing, they get, they feel intimidated, they feel frustrated, confused by the whole investing concept. They either don't know where to start if they're just new to investing, or they've been investing for a long time, but just aren't seeing their portfolios make any progress. So what I do as an investment coach is I try to teach people, I try to engage with them on helping them to make more educated and ultimately more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve a certain level of financial freedom in their lives and achieve it with confidence. So this is episode 108 and today's episode is a little bit, at first I was thinking I was going to go on a bit of a rant, but now that I think about it, I don't think it's so much I'm going to go on a rant, it's just more of, of a call to action for my fellow investors out there and you'll probably see, you'll see what I'm, I'm leading to um, in a few seconds. Now, one of the things a lot of complaints people have about investing is they have a really hard time understanding whether they're actually making any progress with their investments and it comes down to reading. Um, one of the most common ways of communication between ourselves as investors and the industry or the, or the brokerages or the financial companies that we work with uh, that manage our money or we use to help manage our money is the statements, the uh, portfolio statements that we get every quarterly, monthly, annually, um, whatever. And a lot of people complain that, rightly, have traditionally complained that it's really hard to understand whether they're actually making money, whether they're actually their portfolio is growing meaningfully. Um, whether they're, you know, how much are they paying? Like, what are their costs? It's been, it's very, it's been traditionally a very opaque um, kind of matter, and it's in a way people get frustrated because they just don't know if they're making any progress. So, up here in Canada, um, regulators here have tried to kind of take some steps over the past few years, try to um, to force companies, financial companies, to be more uh, transparent and more direct in terms of how they. Clo- uh, disclose um, financial performance for their customers and that spawned this whole creation and I've talked about it many times called CRM2 which is basically um, mandating or regulating financial companies, wealth management companies to provide more disclosure, more clear concise disclosure of the personalized returns of investors and it's also express um, clearly in easy to understand terms the amount of money in dollar terms um, that investors are paying for the services because um, a lot of times that those costs are kind of bundled into a lot uh, something else and uh, so a couple of years ago there was uh, a new standard a CRM2 standard came in and um, 
kind of mandated companies and kind of financial companies have had a couple of years to implement it. And now it's, we're uh, kind of well into it and pretty much all companies, all financial companies have implemented it. So the, the intention was to see if, uh, if it was easier to, you know, to give, to give investors uh, a more clear picture, a more clear snapshot of how their uh, investments are bearing out. So that's all well and good, but um, what kind of piqued my curiosity or piqued my surprise was um, J.D. Power um, sometime last year did a, a survey um, where they asked investors um, if they had noticed any change during the past year in terms of how fees and performance informa information was communicated by, by, their, by, the, by their financial company. And what really kind of blew me away was in their survey, 23% noticed a change in, in how their um, fees and performance information was communicated. 23%. And this is after this implementation of some new standards for disclosure, which were hopefully to make things a little bit easier. So the fact of the matter is only 23% of respondents um, got, like, <laughs> have noticed a difference is quite shocking in a, in a way to me. Um, and another stat that kind of blew me away was overall the number of investors reporting a complete understanding of fees was 24%. And that was down from 27% in 2016. So it's what it seems like is that it seems like investors out there are even more in a quandary in terms of how their investments are doing and also in more of a quandary in terms of how much they're actually paying, which is quite surprising because there's a lot of effort and a lot of sweat and equity that has gone into it. Now, the first thing I thought about is like, wow, I guess the financial companies are doing a crappy job here. But you know what? I, I, I don't think I want to really shift all the blame to the companies because they've made an effort. We can have a discussion whether the type of disclosure they're providing is good or bad. But the fact of the matter is the industry has tried to make an effort to be more open and transparent. But it seems like investors just really don't care or just aren't interested or really are confused. And so what I get out of it is it seems like investors just aren't engaged in the process of investing. Um, and that's kind of discouraging to me. That's kind of uh, worrisome for me because um, to me, engagement is one of the core competencies of, of really great investors. And we need to be really good and people who really know a lot about investing are really successful in investing, are very much engaged in the process. They, they practice, they are, they are very well on top of how their um, money is working for them. And to me, to get experience, my take on it is to get experience, to get good at something, to develop a skill, you need to practice, you need to engage in that, in that, in that skill and then you need to get meaningful feedback. And so I think the industry, what they've been trying to do is try through the CRM2 initiatives is try to give us more feedback, more meaningful feedback. Um, but uh, people don't seem to be interested despite that. And that's, that's not good. This is not a good thing. And, uh, and in a way, the industry is seeing this and maybe in a way it's, they're, they're feeding off of this. I think they're, they, they know they, when they see stuff like this, surveys like this, I think they use that in terms of how they market their services. And then, uh, it's no coincidence we're seeing a great big push now 
by financial companies to push strategies that are very kind of set it and forget it, passive, hands-off kind of things. You know, we've seen such an epic shift in terms of assets shifting away from actively managed portfolios to low-cost, passive kind of portfolios. And uh, those type of strategies are very hands-off and in a way, ironically, are instill less lower levels of engagement. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, I'm really kind of concerned. And so this is kind of where this whole call to action is from my perspective is um, we need to get people to be more engaged in this process. And I'm, I'm basically what I'm talking about today is I just want to issue kind of that call to action to, to people who are out there um, to really start paying a little bit more attention to, to how their, um, how their portfolios are doing. And because from that, if things aren't going well for your portfolio, that's where you can ask questions and develop meaningful questions and develop and ask your, the people who are managing your money um, more detailed questions. Hey, why am I paying so much? Why am I in mutual funds or ETFs that are so high at cost? It's, you're stimulating the discussion, you're engaging in the process, and you're going to get more meaningful feedback and you start asking the right questions. Um, the J.D. Power study also actually, you know, so I'm kind of... Um, I'm kind of uh, calling out my fellow investors to just sort of get off your butts and, and start getting into keeping track and really engaging in how your portfolios are doing because that's the only way you're going to get more understanding and the only way you're going to get more meaningful feedback and it's the only way you're going to enhance your skill set in terms of becoming a better investor. Um, that's you know that's kind of what I got out of it and uh, and it's really I, as I said I'm pretty concerned about it and uh, you know I do what I can here you know the people that I work with and through things like this through podcasts and speaking and stuff like that trying to get people more engaged in the process that's what I do as an investment coach is to get people more engaged in the investment process because it's important it's your money and you just don't want to kind of just throw it into something and just forget about it and then you know come back 10 years later or five years later and say hey why the hell has all this stuff gone down you need to be involved in the process so reading your financial statements um, you just don't pitch them away and you know get them in the mail if you do get in the mail you know from time to time jump on board log into your account and actually see what's going on with your portfolios and and stay on top of it um, engage in the process and that's the first type of engagement the next type of engagement obviously built on the educational piece where you're you know implementing your investment plan making investment decisions and uh, that's an element that feeds into this whole engagement process. So my, my, my message today is just, you know, when you get that letter from those statements from your bank or your financial company, open it up, take a look at what's going on. Maybe you're scared to look at it. Maybe a lot of people are scared if the market's down. They don't want to see like something bad. That's, that's common. That's, I've heard that before. Um, people want to open their statements and look at them with one eye, but um, you got to do it. You got to get on top of what, how your money is working. It's your money and you worked hard to save for it and to put it to work and you need to be engaged in that whole process. So that's kind of my take. It's, it's just a really a call to action for, for my fellow investors to really get more um, intimate and get a little bit more on top of uh, how, your, how your money is working for you. Love to hear your feedback um, on some of this. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me uh, about this or anything else related, uh, investing related 
concepts or ideas, you can hit me on my website, sageinvestors.ca. You can drop an email through there. I am on Twitter, and you can find my handle as at sageinvestors. I'm on there all the time, tweeting in real time, um, my own observations, sharing other people's observations about what's going on in the market. And finally, you can find me on Facebook, too. I also post all my uh, blogs and videos and podcasts um, on there. You can find me the... Uh, just do a search on Facebook, Sage Investors, and you'll find my homepage, my, my uh, Facebook page right there. And so I'm on there also too. So drop a line if you have a question or just want to learn a little bit more about my coaching services and my online and in-person courses that I do offer. So it's a quick episode today. Not, not too much, but uh, I just wanted to share with you because this, 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 idea, this idea that we're not reading our financial statements is a really kind of concerning thing to me. And uh, just get out there, just... Open up those letters when you get them from the from the banks. All right, that's all I got for you this week. Thanks again for listening. If you want to listen to any of my previous podcasts, you can find them on my website sageinvestors.ca, or you can find them on iTunes. Do a search for Sage Investors, and you'll get all my podcasts. Feel free to subscribe, leave some comments. Will be lovely to hear for you. So that's all I got for you this week. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amon Reina of Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Bye bye.